Um, I just wanted, I just have asked a, a couple of people uh, just to come and just share testimonies because we love just to uh, hear what God's doing in our environment. And we've got so many exciting things happening and uh, so many opportunities for God to encounter us. And there's just a lot going on. Uh, and it's great just to stop and just remember and uh, hear the stories uh, of what God's doing. So I, I've asked Celia uh, and Dave, I'm going to get Celia to come up first, uh, just to come and share uh, a few things that have been happening recently uh, and on the back of last week with uh, Joaquin being here. Um, so Celia, are you Celia? Yeah, Celia, do you want to come and just share? This is Celia. Give her a round of applause. Hi. <laughs> this is scary. <laughs> okay, so um, God's been doing some amazing things in wow. me, with me, through me for the last few months. Just amazing things. Um, it started during the Identity Week of the Kingdom Culture Course, and I had such a powerful encounter, such a powerful encounter, and it changed for me from knowing who I was to knowing who I am, mm. and it just changed everything. It, the floodgates opened, and I've had physical healing, mental healing, emotional healing, relationships, uh, healing in relationships. Um, I've had answers to questions that I've had since I was a child that I just really needed to know, just just like that. And um, one of the amazing things that he's released in me is the ability to be able to see, um, to see things going on uh, in the kingdom. And uh, it was during the evening that um, Tim and Sasha were sharing on living in the spirit. And I saw a river down the front here. I sat in the river and looked around. I saw a lady worshipping and water was throwing, flowing all down her body. She walked out, stepped forwards, but she walked out. <laughs> and she was moving, and I saw an angel mimicking what she was doing, mirroring her. Um, I've got trees in my living room. <laughs> 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 and just, I've seen, when I've, as I've looked around the room, I've seen, um, not tonight, but gold, a pool of gold that everyone's sitting in, and gold dripping from people's feet as they've been sitting with their legs crossed. And it's just been one thing after another, just constant overflow of being able to see. And um, actually since then, he's shown me that I've actually been able to see since I was a little girl. Wow. Mm. And it's just amazing. Um, I've got one particular memory, and it's my earliest memory, actually, of my encounter with him. But didn't know that's what it was. And um, I was in bed, and I saw... Um, like a yellowy, goldy glow, just a swirly one, so it's moving on my bedroom wall. And I went to wake, wake my dad up. I was so excited. So I thought, oh, look at this. I wasn't scared. I was just so excited by this glow on the wall. And he came and he brought a dining room chair into my bedroom, sat me on his lap, and I don't know whether he could see it as well. I don't know. But I was going, oh, look at this, and look at this. And he was joining in. But, and I've, since then, I've looked back and thought, is that real? Did that really happen? I don't know, but I'll cherish that memory because it was such a nice memory. But God's shown me since that that was real. I could see from that age and I didn't know it. And he's shown me all the different things that I could see and didn't realize it was him wow. as a child growing up. It's just been so amazing. Wow. So amazing. And I've had the opportunity to pray with people. And it's just been, just been transforming. It's just, mm. yeah, it's been so good. Um, so just thank you, God. 
for releasing that in me. And I just want to release that over you as well. Mm. So just that breakthrough of just that joy and that pleasure mm. of being able to see what he's doing in the kingdom. Yeah. And just, yeah, just releasing that over you now mm. in his name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you. Mm. I just, I think we're in a season where God is just, uh, he's just awakening us to, to new levels just in the spirit. Um, Pete's been sharing on it and Joaquin was sharing on it when he was here and it's happening in our environment. And uh, just hearing Celia's story, she's been, has been unfolding over the last few weeks. It's just kind of a picture, I, I believe, what God's doing in our environment. And uh, so just receive that now. Just receive what uh, Celia's just releasing Wow, just that you would, your spirit would be activated in a whole new level, a whole, in whole new ways. Mm. And maybe ways you, that you'll discover that you've actually been operating like it for a while, you just didn't realize, but, but just that you'd, you'd actually recognize what God's doing. See what He's doing, you'd hear, you'd sense, you'd feel what He's doing. And just the giftings in you would just be accelerated and, and awakened like never before. Thank you, Jesus. Can Thank I just say Jesus. one more thing as well? Yeah. I just feel God wants to, me to say to you to stop trying. Mm. Stop trying. <laughs> just let, let him do it for you. And um, let, let go of the doubt as well. So if you've got a picture in your mind or if you can see something, mm. you can see it. Um, even last week, actually, at the um, one of the meetings with Joaquin, um, I had a picture, I, I could see somebody and I could see a wave over them and mm. I thought, am I trying too hard again? Can I see that? But I thought, I'll give it to you anyway and I gave it to her. And then literally 10 minutes later, Joaquin gave the exact same picture, detail, every single detail afterwards as well. And it was wow. just confirmation. So yeah. let go of the doubt. You can see. Yeah. That's so good. So good. Thank you, Sasha. Oh, Celia. <laughs> so... There's one letter the same. <laughs> Dave, do you, would you come and share what's been going on with you? <laughs> this is Dave. Hey. Hey. Woo. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me into paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I just wanted to read that out to you because that's my experience. <laughs> uh, my wife and I, like, we came, we've been coming regularly to this church for a few months after we've been through for the year before that quite a bad time, we felt. Uh, things have been done wrong to us and... Uh, Myself was full of anger and hate and wanting revenge and justice and it wasn't coming and no one was recognizing it and forgiveness wasn't in me at all. People say we're supposed to forgive but you kind of think if I just forgive it's just like saying I don't care. I'm just going to forget about that. It doesn't matter. All those bad things just doesn't really matter. Just let it go. Who cares about it? Well, I did care about it, and I wanted revenge, and I wanted justice. 
and it really was eating me away and making me very angry and very bitter. And the problem with that is it separates you from God. Hmm. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> God still loves you. You can't be separated from his love. But you can't you can't see it, you can't feel it, you can't hear it because the hate and the, everything is between you. And uh, we embarked, Rose and I embarked on, uh, on a, an intentional program of forgiveness. We read books, we listened to seminars we, on the internet, testimonies, and we knew we had to forgive, but it's very difficult, especially for me. Rose is more gracious than I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, we, didn't, we knew we needed to forgive, and we, I heard a, a sermon, if you like, by a lady, I can't think of her name, but she talked about putting the person you hate under the tree of life, just speaking to God about the good things about them, because the father only wants to hear the good things about his son. He doesn't want to hear the bad things that you think about them. He wants to know the good things that he knows about them, and he wants you to speak them over them. And we started to do that. And I started to write a letter of forgiveness. Except it wasn't really a letter of forgiveness. It was a letter pointing out how bad they'd been. (laughs) It was like, you've been terrible, you've done this. You've been really horrible and I really want this, but I'm going to forgive you anyway. But I thought it was great because I was right and I knew that God knew I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and he understood my anger and my hate. Mm-hmm. And this time he would let me have it. But that's not right. <laughs> that's not a Christian principle at all. <laughs> God doesn't want you to be in that place. Well, he didn't want me to be in that place. And I wrote this letter... It seemed like forgiveness. And then I said to Rose, I've written this letter. And so, oh, so have I. So we compared letters and Rose was more gracious than mine. Uh, And so I spent the night taking out all the things which were saying bad things about these people, like pointing out the things they'd done and the things that I I thought about them. Just And then just left in the things that were encouraging, the things that were saying that we were really forgiveness. And we sort of blended these two letters, and at the end of the night, it was more or less the whole night, we came up with this letter, which we both agreed was we could send to them and say that this is, we want to forgive you. Wow. And it wasn't dependent on whether they forgave us. It wasn't dependent on them changing their hearts, because we realised that the state of our hearts weren't dependent on the state of theirs. Mm. <laughs> but we were intentional to forgive them. But I was still angry. <laughs> we sent off the letter. And the next day, I woke up. And this happened. Psalm 23. <laughs> God had left me beside still waters and into green pastures into a credible place of peace. <laughs> I had this picture before that I was beside this raging torrent of water. You know, when you see these rivers, even in this country, when it's rained so much that they're just going to rage in torrents and they're smashing down buildings and trees. And you're on this side of it, 
And it's just, that's just all the anger and everything rushing by and like, you're going to take control of that and no one's going to stop you because you're going to have your, your, uh, you're going to have your pound of flesh. And then the next day, God just took me to the other side and stood me beside still waters and green pastures. And I went, wow. <laughs> this is what it's like. <laughs> this is what the peace is like. I don't mm. want to be in that place over there. Because wow. this place is far more amazing than the anger and the bitterness. I want to be here. Wow. And uh, being there was just so good. And I thought, if I can be so much, so much better place from this small intention, just what I've already done, how much more can there be? How much more can God give us? Mm. How much more can God give me? If I carry on with this intention. Mm. Wow. That's so, so good. There's so much more, but... Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. And tell people what's been happening since last Thursday as well. You know that song, uh, it's popular at the moment, uh, Reckless Love? Mm-hmm. God is pursuing us. He's pursuing us like a tidal wave, like a... Like a pyroclastic storm. <laughs> this tidal wave is coming up behind us and it's building up and up and up and it's going to crash <laughs> onto us with all his love. His intentional love that he just wants to capture you with. Mm. And you can't escape it. <laughs> you can run down the mountainside but that pyroclastic storm is going to catch you up in no time. You, know, you can run from the coastline but this wave is 400 feet tall and it's looming over the top of you and it's going to crash on you. Mm. And that's how I feel that God has done to us. Mm. And he's shown us healing miracles, miracles of changes of heart, miracles of fortune, like, you know, good things. One, one thing, if you want particular examples, my shoulder, for many years, I had like a rotator cuff injury where it hurts to lift it here. And uh, if I lay on it in the night, it always wakes me up in pain and I can't throw overhead like that, or I couldn't throw overhead. The weekend I was down the beach throwing stones like this, and when I go to bed I can lay on it, it doesn't hurt. My uh, thumbs have had arthritis for ages, this is all since Thursday. My thumbs have had uh, arthritis for years and it's quite painful most of the time well it goes up and down but since Thursday there's been no pain and they just feel like they're new <laughs> <laughs> it's so good um, people at work that we've prayed for have been, been healed one lady prayed for this uh, eczema she had from her feet I'm a podiatrist by the way uh, I do feet and uh, this lady had uh, um, psoriasis some type of psoriasis that had gone from her feet up to her knees She'd been to the doctors lots of times and specialists and nobody had to get rid of it. So I, I said, why don't I introduce you to Jesus and would you like a love encounter with Jesus? And she said, yes. And uh, the next morning uh, she phoned me up and said, the eczema's all gone. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Another man had a really painful hip that he had for years. He told me that was all gone. Another man had a hip replacement for a couple of years, but the muscle had wasted and he couldn't lift his legs, so he kept tripping. Because he couldn't, he just go like that and trip. And it hurt as well to try and lift up. So I said, we'd like a love encounter with Jesus. Because this is what 
Joachim was telling us about on Thursday. And I thought, that's quite a good idea, having a love encounter. With, like, would you like a love encounter with Jesus? Would you, like, would you like a miracle? It's kind of like, yes, I'll accept Jesus into my life. Wow. <laughs> uh, five minutes later, he's going like this. Oh, yeah, that works. That works. That works. Thank you wow. very much. Um, even, uh, even things, a drill that hasn't worked for ages, on Friday it just started working. <laughs> my, uh, electric, my, <laughs> my electric razor, you know the ones, the power ones, like this wet razor but it's got a little battery and it vibrates. That's been playing up for weeks and the button doesn't work. <laughs> on Friday, I bought a new one to use but on Friday it just started working and it's worked ever since. <laughs> You know, like, God is in everything. <laughs> He's going like, look at this, look at this, look at this, look what I've done there, what I've done there. And it's like you can't fail but notice, you know. Wow. His love is good and it's crashing down on us. <laughs> yeah. He wants a love encounter. Just stand up. Just stand up and you just release over us what you've been receiving. Mm. Just release it over us. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Yeah, Father, we just, we just want this wonderful love encounter with your presence, yeah. Lord. Father, just fall down on this place, Lord. Yeah. Come in your power and your might and your grace and your goodness and your healing and your joy. And just fill this place, Lord. Fill these people. Mm. Father, we just thank you that you're willing to pursue us to the ends of the earth. Yes. That you chase us and you build up above us and you crash on us and you fill us and you give us such peace. You're willing to take us from the from the raging torrent to the peaceful pastures, Lord. You're willing to do that, what you've told us. Yeah. To stand us beside still waters in green pastures. For your sake. We just released breakthrough as well. I deal with those breakthrough, you know, David was just saying about God overtaking you. I just released breakthrough into situations that have seemed insurmountable for so long. We just released breakthrough into those right now in Jesus' name. That God is pursuing you, that he's overtaking you. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Into hopeless situations, I just release. I release the love of God into hopeless situations. I release the reckless lover into those hopeless situations right now in Jesus' name to turn situations around and to bring breakthrough. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Increase. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Wow. And if you came in with pain, just, just test it out. If you came in with pain in your joints, in your... Anywhere in your body, just test it out. The presence of God is here. Wow. And we've just been hearing what he, whoa, what he loves to do. What he loves to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. 
Thank you, Jesus. I just want to read a scripture. Um, you can stand or sit or do whatever you want. But uh, could we go into Ezekiel 47? Uh, I was going to land with this, but I think we should start with it. Um, because it's just a picture of what the presence of God does. And uh, it really just captures what we've just been hearing. Um, Ezekiel 47 and verse 7. Actually, we'll start at verse 1. Um, it's about the river of God. I'll just read it if, you're, if you've got your Bibles, then follow. There we go. Um, and it just speaks about the river of God, the presence of God, and what it does. The man uh, brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from underneath well, the south side of the temple, south of the altar, He then brought me out through the north gate and led me round the outside to the outer gate facing east, the east gate. As the man went eastwards with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was knee deep. And he measured off another and he led me through water that was waist deep. Notice that the water gets deeper the further you go from the temple. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was so deep, deep enough to swim in. A river that no one could cross. He'd asked me, son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down to the Araba where it enters the sea. And the sea there is the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, the water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. The Dead Sea, it's so salty you can float on it. This is speaking about life coming. It's speaking about freshness coming. It's speaking about healing coming. It's speaking about new life. I believe that the fish is a picture of salvation. It's a picture of salvation that follows the river. So where the river flows, everything will live. And fishermen will stand along the shore. From Engedi to Eglem. There will be places for spreading of nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. But the swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. And fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. What we've just been hearing is a picture. It's a, sorry, what we've just been hearing in those testimonies is an example of what the river of God does. And this is fulfilling the prophecy that Ezekiel was writing here, that where the river of God flows, where the Spirit of God, where the presence of God flows, life comes. Where the presence of God flows, forgiveness happens. Breakthrough in our lives. Things that have held us entrenched get resolved. Joy comes. Healing begins to flow. We begin to get activated and released into the things that God's made us 
to do, the things, the people that God's made us to be. We become alive spiritually. Our spiritual senses are switched on. And we begin to step into, we step into the fullness of what God has for us. Where the river of God flows, there is life. And I just wanted to, this evening, just kind of pick up and just reflect on something that particularly struck me from Joaquin's visit uh, when he was with us uh, a week ago now. Just out of interest, how many of you came to some or all of the meetings, or what, at least one of the meetings that Joaquin was speaking at? So most of you in the room. And uh, it was a significant time. It was a great time where God's presence was poured out. Uh, on the Friday, um, was it the Friday morning, Pete? Uh, Friday morning, uh, at the healing school, there was an amazing time in worship where God just broke in. And uh, the drummer just released the sound of heaven into the environment, into the room. And again, it was like spiritually something just opened up for us as a church in our environment. And people were becoming spiritually alive and spiritually aware. And it was a moment of worshipping in spirit and in truth, like it speaks about in the New Testament. People's spirits being activated and people recognizing what it is to live and move in the spirit, to worship in the spirit, to engage with God in the spirit. And we saw many people healed. Uh, Dave's testimonies are just, just a couple of them. A couple of the miracles that we saw over the time that Joaquin was here. As the river of God was being released. And it's great hearing the stories that that river is going out. And it's continuing to impact lives and continuing to spread. But one of the things that particularly just struck me, there are many things you could take from Joaquin's visit. There are many things that you could take from what God did. Whether it's faith for the miraculous, taking risk, stepping out, life in the spirit. But one of the things that particularly just struck me afresh just spending time with Joaquin and hearing him, was just the value and love for the presence of God. The love and value that that man has for God's presence. And it was something that just registered with me afresh. Uh, Those of you that came along may have heard him tell the story of when, uh, as a new Christian, he went along to a conference that Heidi Baker was speaking at. And he responded for prayer, for impartation. And uh, he tells the story of how his first three fingers, the fingertips, began to tingle. And that was his encounter. That was his encounter with God that night. And he went home and he shut the door on his bedroom. And he began to marvel and wonder that the God of the universe was touching his fingers, touching his hands. And as he began to do that, the presence of God would increase. And he continued to do that day after day for three months. Shutting himself in his room and remembering what God had done and how God had touched him. And he said that that was for him. He looks back on his life and actually a lot of what he's walking in now, he would point to that time as being so significant in releasing him into what he's stepping into. And I'll be honest, as he told that story, he told it first, I interviewed him for Eastgate TV, um, and uh, we'll, we'll release that at the beginning of the new year. 
And I was just asking him about life in the spirit and I was asking him about how his perspective on that. And he, he told this story. And uh, I remember going away and just thinking, that's incredible. It, it was incredible. I was just so struck by his value for the presence of God and, and his awareness of the presence of God. If I'm being totally honest, if that had been me, I would have gone away disappointed from that conference. I would have gone away disappointed. I may not have even realized or recognized that it was God who was touching me. It was that still small voice. It was that touch of God. But the value and the honor that he placed on it allowed God to do tremendous and incredible things in his life. And uh, I just have been struck by that this week. And it just reminded me of the story in Exodus of Moses and the presence of God. And Moses and the people of Israel are just about to go into the promised land. They're just about to go and take the land that God has given to them. It's recorded in Exodus 33. But God says to them that he's not going to go with them. But he says to Moses, he actually said to Moses... I'll send an angel with you and I'll defeat all of the enemies and I'll give you the land that I've promised to you. How many of us, I include myself in this, how many of us, if God said, I'll give you everything I've promised you, I'll send an angel to go with you to make sure it happens. How many of us would respond like Moses did? Well, thank you, Jesus. He said, if you don't go with us, do not send us up from here. He had the offer of everything he wanted. He had the offer of every promise being fulfilled. But he considered the presence of God more valuable than all of that. He would rather stay in the wilderness with God than enter into the promises without him. And we all know how the story unfolded and God says, I'll go with you. My presence will go with you. But it's that value for the presence of God that we cultivate here. It's that value for the presence of God that we that we want to retain and we want to increase in this environment. The presence of God is central to everything that we're doing. And there's so much activity going on, there's so much happening in our environment, there's so much happening in all of our lives here that sometimes it can perhaps be easy to put it to one side to forget, to get busy. But we must remember That everything that's happening here is because the presence of God is with us and is in this environment. No time spent with God in the presence of God is wasted. And Moses, the great line that he shared at that time was, God, if you don't go with us, what else will distinguish us from the rest of the peoples on the earth? If your presence doesn't go with us, what else will distinguish us. And that's true for us too. We can have 
all our efforts, we can have all our programs, we can have all our strategies, we can have all our solutions. We can have great ideas, but if the presence of God doesn't go with us, if the presence of God isn't inhabiting this environment, isn't inhabiting our lives, then nothing else. We're no different to any other organization on the face of the earth. Any other organization that's seeking to transform this community. The stories we've heard tonight are the outworking of the presence of God in our environment and in our midst. I just want to encourage you just to... I just, I just think God's just reminding us just of the value for his presence in everything we do. That his presence has to be central, has to come first. I just want to encourage you just to pay attention and just to be on the, on the lookout for the presence of God in your environments, in your day-to-day lives. Just pay attention to God's presence. Look for his pleasure. Look for his presence. And when you feel it, when you experience it, press in, lean in. Don't let it pass by. If, it's too, if you've got two minutes, take two minutes. If you've got ten minutes, take ten minutes. But just honour his presence. Acknowledge his presence. Allow him to do what he wants to do in your world, in your environment. Don't let the presence of God pass by. I was reading again in Genesis where it talks about Adam and Eve. How they heard God walking in the cool of the day. And Joaquin was saying that cool of the day is the term ruach, the wind, the spirit of God blowing through. And just looking at that and when it talks about walking, it just talks about God kind of passing through, passing by, just like the wind passing through. Don't let God pass by when you feel his presence. Even if it's three fingers tingling, stop. Press in, lean in. Value his presence. Honor his presence. And just allow it to increase in your life. And I believe as we do that individually, as we do that corporately, as we're paying attention to the presence of God, as we're seeking to keep the presence of God central in all that we're doing, as we're seeking to just allow this river to flow and we're looking, where's the river flowing? Where's the river flowing? I want to be in the river. I want to be catching the the riptides of the current in that river. Just allowing God to do what he wants to do. See, the river flows where it wants to and it will flow wherever it goes. The question is, are we going to be in it? Whoa. Are we going to be in it? Because it's flowing. Are you going to be in it? If you want to see the kind of transformation that you've been hearing about tonight, the only place that that happens is in the river. In the river, in the presence of God. I love the picture as well in the Old Testament when the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God, was kept at Obed-Edom's house. It says everything he had, everything, his whole household was blessed. Everything was blessed because the presence of God was with him.
where the presence of God is, there's life. Things work. There's breakthrough and miracles. And we see the goodness of God released. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah, Julie. Yeah, go for it. I just wanted to share a testimony from my experience of the Joaquin conference. I didn't actually get to any of it until Friday evening at 4.30. So bear in mind, there'd been two days already. I just got in there for the last hour. And I walked into a crazy room, people just encountering <laughs> God in ridiculous ways. And um, I was like, okay, God, I'm here. I'm here. Get me. Have all of me. Come on. Yeah, I'm here. And I was like, oh, I'm not feeling it like they're feeling it. God, come on. Just do what you want in me. Come on. And I, I was just noticing what I didn't have, basically. I was looking at other people and thinking, I'm not where they are, God. I want to be where they are, but I'm not where they are. And that lasted for a little while. And then eventually God said, Emily, focus on what you do have. Focus on what is going on. Whoa! <laughs> focus on what I am doing yes. in you. Yes. And uh, I feel good. that he'd say the same to, to everyone mm. here. Celebrate the way in which you are encountering him yeah. and he'll increase. <laughs> and it could be anything. I don't know the way he encounters you. It yeah, could be a peace good. in your heart. Yeah. It could be a warmth in a body part. It could be, it could be anything. Mm. But notice it and celebrate it and thank him for it and just dwell in that place. Mm. Just celebrate what he's doing and it will increase. And then I had a very incredible encounter with him later that evening, which has kind of carried on through to today. So I bless you with that testimony. Wow. So, Father, we just, we, we, we thank you. We love your presence. We love your presence. We love your presence. Father, I love what your presence does. Thank you for stories of lives being changed, of bodies being healed, of life being released. Thank you that your presence brings life, brings life everywhere it flows. Just release over you right now, just to increase awareness of his presence. Yeah, increased awareness of his presence. Just pay attention to how he's touching you. As Em said, it's, it could be in many different ways. It may be that you're feeling heat. It may be that you're tingling. It may be that you're feeling peace. It may be that you've got joy welling up inside. It may be that you're suddenly getting ideas and revelation. Just pay attention to what he's doing. And just lean into it. Just lean into it. Just thank him for what he's doing. Thank him for what he's releasing. Thank him that he's here. Thank him that he's touching your body. That he's touching your spirit. Wow, he loves to encounter you. He made you to be one with him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.